0: Good evening, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to my podcast, Heavenly Places, along with uh, Dorothy Carruthers. Um, and we're getting close to the end of the year. We got two more Thursdays left. Um, then we'll be into the new years. Um, we're going to continue to go with the, uh, Names of God study. And, um, Actually, I was wanted to pray in the names of God, but actually, I thought about I had done some Christmas teaching on um, a particular name of God, and I wanted to actually talk about that one, um, that name of God, and what it means to us this day. Um, first, I wanted to, I guess, open up a prayer, Father. We thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. Thank you for your salvation. Um, thank you for your love, God, and direct us this evening, Father. God, our nation, Father, Lord, um, just guide your people and draw them closer towards you, Father, Lord, in these dark and evil days. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on. Um. Very interesting things going on in the world. They are uh, are talking about things in Israel as far as uh, they're consecrating a new temple. Um, of course, they moved the the capital. Donald Trump moved the capital of uh, Jerusalem. They made uh, that the capital where the U.S. embassy is. So it's a lot a lot of things going on. Even in America, you know, with all the divisions with the different parties and the, uh, the races and ethnicities and the gender wars and all these kind of things, social justice wars, all these wars, that does, and the Bible says the nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. <laughs> I mean, anybody, anything that can be divided is going to be happening. We got brothers and sisters fighting each other and mothers and fathers and kids fighting grandparents, all kind of things. So, I guess a lot of those things have been happening all the time, um, but I guess it's getting increasing and increasing. But one thing we can always have hope in is uh, when we know that those things are coming, it says, look to your help, look to this God where our help comes from, that the Lord is going to come and show up right on time. And actually, we don't have the, the wait for us. Actually, we are waiting for a certain time, but he is actually always trying to help us even before that time that he comes to the earth, he's actually trying to help us in our own individual situations. So he's just not waiting for like the rapture or those types of things, but he wants to save us from each and every day, regular day situation that we're facing. Um, so uh, I actually want to, want to start off, um, with this, the scripture of Genesis chapter one, verse one, Genesis chapter one, verse one, a very familiar scripture. Um, Actually, if you read your Bible from the beginning to end, you can't go, you can't skip this verse. <laughs> A lot of people know this verse, even the people who don't read the Bible. But it says, "In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth." In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, and to me, that that right there is very interesting. Uh, here we have God creating the cosmos. Um, We have the universe, the galaxies, and everything that's that's in it. And if you think about all the things that are in the galaxies, I mean, just as far as even looking into the space, you know, trying to look at everything that the Father created, the the scientists, astronomers, they, they have telescopes that they can aim at the sky, and they can only see parts of the sky because the sky is so big and so vast that there's a good Part of the sky they can't see, and even they have theories that even what they there, there are things beyond what they can't see. So I can't remember, they have only seen a certain percentage of the universe, but they know it's way, way, way more out there. And this is what our father has done in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And to make it simple without getting too technical, we have what we have suns, we have our sun, and in particular, we have our earth, all of these things. When he created the heavens and the earth, those are the things that he created. Um, And within the earth, the birds, the beetles, um, uh, all the different animals, you know, so many I'm trying to name everything, but I can't name everything. But all these things he created in the beginning. Um, And us, he created us too. We were part of this in the beginning, that when God created heaven and earth, of course it goes on to, to break it down to be more uh, specific as the verse goes on. But the two things I want to focus on, that he's created us, and then the other thing is that he created time itself. You know, one thing that we kind of take for granted or overlook is uh, up until Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, there was a time when there was no time because God had yet to speak it into existence. That's just like kind of hard to fathom that there was a time where there wasn't a such thing as time. So if there wasn't no time, what was it? What was going on before time if there was no time? Well, uh, we know from the Bible or the scripture is called, um, eternity. Um, that we that's a very familiar word that we're familiar with, eternity. Uh, that we can believe we can have eternal life if we believe and confess the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior. You know, so that we can have eternal life. So we're very familiar with that concept of eternity. Um me studying this it got me to thinking and I began to wonder, you know, how and you're not gonna I'll ask you this too, this question as you listen and you you can kinda of think of yourself. Think to yourself, um, how long do you think eternity was going on before this Genesis 1-1, before time? So I wonder how many years or how many months or how many days, minutes or seconds passed by before this actually Genesis 1-1. Because Genesis 1-1 is not the beginning of God. It's the beginning of us and time and creation, the earth and the heavens. God was already there before then. You know, so we have Genesis 1-1, and, like, okay, what was going on before that? How many years, months, days, and minutes? And seconds pass before we get to Genesis 1-1. And actually years, days, months, minutes, seconds, and all these kind of things, weeks, decades. Um, these are all things that we use to measure time. Like, okay, I know, like, I go to work on Monday, and I'm waiting for Friday for the end of the work week, you know. So these are things we use to measure time, or like um, we uh, get a like a, a so many lunch break, or when I'm uh maybe at a Bible study or service, I have this from from six seven o'clock to eight o'clock, then I'm leaving within an hour, or two hours, or whatever it may be. But these are you uh, tools that we use to measure time. But we can't use years, days, months, and minutes, you know, to measure eternity, because uh, eternity. Guess what? It can't be measured that way. (laughs) Um, And as I was thinking, the closest thing that uh, we can use as far as man-made things or something like that, that that, uh, we can use to think about what eternity is, is is in the field of science. And uh, science kind of describes eternity by the word infinity Uh, If you're familiar with infinity, it's like a figure-eight sign that's like sideways, Um, and basically the definition of that of infinity is a number greater than any assignable quantity or countable number. So that's what infinity is. It's a, a it's a number greater than any assignable quantity or countable number. Meaning, infinity is oh we can't even assign a number to this, or we can't even count this. But even saying all of that, that is not infinity. Infinity is not a complete definition of what eternity is, because eternity is so much more. But it's kind of like kind of points you in the right direction. So we got the Bible, it's calling it eternity. Then we got scientists, they call it infinity, or as as close as they can. And for me, you might hear me refer to it just as forever. (laughs) Forever, you know, forever sounds like a long time to me, you know, so forever. But in this place called eternity, in this infinite place, this place that lasts forever, is uh, a city and a city is called heaven, if you're familiar with that. Everyone, when they die, they want to go to this place called heaven and um, I've seen many testimonies about people going to heaven um, though I have not been there, never been there, you know. It's a place I I know I will be going and I plan on going. Um, But uh the scripture actually gives us a lot of information about heaven, and I want to tell you about it, um, a little bit about heaven. So a little bit about it. Um, so we we have people up there, okay, thinking about you're, you're in the city of heaven, and you got people up there, and they're walking around on streets of gold, okay? They said in heaven is streets of gold. So you got people walking around on streets of gold, and when you think about it in comparison to the world and what's going on down here, you know, that gold is so valuable here on earth that we have people having wars and people killing over this gold. But up in heaven, it's a place where they're basically using gold. to walk on gold For gold is asphalt. It's like, you know, how they paved the world with asphalt down here? Well, they paved the world with gold, so it's basically God's asphalt that's crazy because that just shows you how much money the father has in heaven. Also in the book of revelations, it says that they have gates made out of pearl. Then the city of heaven, do they have gates made out of pearl and these gates are not there to like stop somebody from getting in and all these kind of things because it says that the gates are always open. Um, So it's not for any particular security purpose. Um, I believe it's more for decoration and, aesthetics, it might be all kind of things that I'm not familiar with at this present time, but just for to show the beauty of of what the kingdom of God has offered, you know. Um, And this right here, the the gold and the pearls, I, I haven't even made it to the good part of heaven yet. Now, many of us down here, we live in different cities and different communities within the United States or maybe even some other nations, and we have a lot of crime in our area, a lot of tragedies. You may have shootings, mass shootings, uh, murders, uh, car accidents, road rage, all these types of things going on in our neighborhoods and communities. <clears throat> well, in comparison to the, to the city of heaven, well, we know there's no crime. Matter of fact, in heaven is so peaceful that the animals don't even fight. We have, Scripture says that the wolves and the lambs live together and the goats and the leopards. These are animals that attack each other down here on Earth. They, you know, they would be like, oh, hey, it's dinner time, you know. Um, but we have goats and leopards together, and then you got little children leading these animals. Um, Isaiah, that's what I actually, that's what scripture says in Isaiah chapter eleven, verse six, that this is going on in heaven, you know. Um, and you often hear about the, the story about the people who wanted their kids to take a picture down here with with the animal, and then something very tragic and horrible happens, but up in heaven, we don't have to worry about those types of things because those types of things don't happen up there. And I still, you know, and I still haven't even told you about that's best, best, best part of heaven, okay? Also, another thing about heaven, um, they have many buildings. They have mansions in heaven. Um, we, you, have a mansion in heaven. Um, but out of all the buildings, I want to focus on one particular building called the temple, the temple of God, um, and we know about the temple because it was actually built here on Earth. Actually, a small replica was built in Jerusalem, um, and it, and they actually modeled it and made it after after heaven, according to that's what the scripture says in Hebrews chapter eight, verse fifteen. So God gave the plan to Moses, and then Moses. Um, Passing on to the generation of Solomon Ended up going with those plans And building this temple and, and this temple Keep in mind it's just a small Replica of what is in heaven okay? But they used gold, gems And all types of other materials They had all these laborers to work it And they said it took seven years To complete when Solomon was building this temple Now some biblical scholars They were trying to Calculate the cost of this building, this temple, and that they calculated, like, all the materials, like the gold, the gems, and all this kind of stuff, they said uh, in today's money amount, it would be worth $140 billion. That's $140 billion, not million, but $140 billion today. That's kind of like just like an estimate. Um, now, just to kind of put that in perspective, the most expensive buildings that man has today they have, like, several buildings that are worth, like, 14 and $15 billion, but nothing like in hundreds of billions of dollars, like $140 billion. So $140 billion, and, again, that's just like a small replica of what's in heaven. Um, and heaven is just such a wonderful city. I haven't even talked about the angels. um the mansions, uh, a little bit about that, and even the food in heaven. I'm pretty sure they have some pretty good food in heaven, but I'm I'm not going to talk about that. Um, but I want to ask you a question as as you think about that. Um, now, say for example for example, um, you was living in this city of heaven, and then I ask you whatever kind of city you live in. Like I live in Jefferson City, so. And if you live in Jefferson City, I was ask you I'm gonna ask you this question, or whatever city you live in, like if you live in New York, if you live in Nevada, if you was well, if you live in heaven right now and all the things I've told you about it so far, would you leave heaven in exchange for the current city you live in? Would you leave that place? Most people would probably say, No, I would rather stay in heaven. I'd probably say hundred percent of people would say that, if you're in your right mind. <laughs> you know, it might be some people who say the other thing, I don't know. But um, now let's get to the best part of heaven, But I, at least the best part to me, is um, now in heaven, you know, there are no street lights like we have in our neighborhood. And guess what? There's no sun. However, it's never dark. Okay. And that is because in heaven, our Father in heaven, he uh, illuminates it all. He, he, because of his his glory and his brilliance and his wonderfulness, you don't need any lights, lamps, and all these types of things. He is the light, the light of the world in heaven. Um, and Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9, i like to read to you. And it's actually Isaiah the prophet. He's writing and recording what God was saying about himself and who he is. Um, and I'll read it, Isaiah chapter 46, beginning in verse 9. It says, remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Now, that basically, to me, what that's saying is that uh, he's saying he's God, and there's no other. Now, some people believe in buddha muhammad or some people believe in a universe all right here this scripture is saying that uh our father god is saying there's none like me and there is no other so these other people or or beings demons or whatever they're saying that they are they are these things no that they are nothing in comparison to him okay and they are not like him um verse 10 of the same thing says uh I make known the end from the beginning, from the ancient of times, what is still to come. So basically God is saying um, before he even starts something, before he does something that it's already done, it's already complete, it's already finished, he already knows what's going to happen. From the very beginning, he already knows. So when it says in the beginning God created heaven, he already knew in the beginning what he was going to do, and he already knew the end, of it, and he didn't even start it. Until he knew the end Okay Verse 10 goes on to continue to say I say my purpose will stand And I will do all that I please From the east I some of the bird of prey, And from a far off land A of man to fulfill my purpose What I said That will I bring about What I plan That will I do And this is, this is basically saying That nothing is going to stop the plan And purposes of God You know And even the plan and purposes of God for our lives, he has plans and purposes in our life that he wants to fulfill, you know, um, in our lives. And he said he's going to bring that about. And this is the God of what? We're talking about heaven and what's in heaven, and we're talking about the best part of heaven right now, and the best part of heaven is God, because if God wasn't in there, there actually wouldn't even be no heaven, you know. Um, A few other things about... um, Heaven and God in eternity. You know, um, Daniel chapter seven verse nine says that uh, the God is called the Ancient of Days, meaning He's been around for a long, 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 long time. Um, Exodus three fourteen. This is a scripture that we talked about last week. That He says, "I am that I am." He says, "I'm Jehovah." So we have this this our God, our heavenly Father uh, in His magnificence in, and in, and in Brilliance, we have the angels up in heaven who are crying what, as Revelation says, holy, holy, holy. You know, down here on earth, we have people who are like yes men, you know, the yes men are saying, yeah, he's good because and they're just saying yes because they want to be paying good with that person. But these angels are not trying to be God's yes men. These angels, um, it's because they know that they, they can look all around heaven and they look around earth, and they can see that there's no one like him, so that's why they're saying it, because he's worthy of it, to be called holy, 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 and he is that. Now, this brings us back to you now. Now, who would you rather report to as if you had a king, president, and I like just for example, we'll use um, some of the, the figures that we have, In the United States, so we have, like, who we got Donald Trump now. We got Putin in Russia, if you listen to Russia. Then we have um, Obama. He was the president previously, before that. Now, now who would you rather have as your king, president, or um, leader? Would you rather have one of them, or would you rather have God? Which one would you rather have? Of course, most of us are... Or say God, I believe We'd rather have God um, Than Obama, Trump, Putin Or whatever leader or title you want to put up there So now Another question um, So he was in heaven He was being ruled by this mighty God Why, and I ask this question again Why or how could you leave a place Of infinite riches Uh, You have streets of gold You have pearly gates You have mansions and how could you leave this place eternity, or, or how could anyone, like I like to call eternity forever, for this reference, how, how could one leave that place? Now, why would anybody leave that place? Um, just to think about it as we continue to go on. But also in this city, of course, we have the Holy Spirit, we have God our Heavenly Father, and then we have His Son. And His Son is uh, the split, basically the split, split in image of the Father, uh, many of the characteristics that the Father has. The Son has uh, Revelation 22, verse 13, says that He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, meaning nothing comes before or after Him. <laughs> you know, nothing get, is going to get to you unless it goes to Him first. Also, Revelation 13, verse 8 says that he is the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. So he was already slain before everything um, began. Because remember, our Father makes known what the end from the beginning, from the very beginning. So God always starts ahead. He's always many, 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 many steps above everybody. So, anyway, now we have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost um and this an eternity and a place called forever and a city of heaven and and I believe they have some type of conversation and and I'm not sure about the specifics of uh, what they said or, or who said it but you know I was thinking about it and I kinda of wrote this down how I how I imagine it to be. Um and I imagine God saying to the Son, to Jesus You don't have to do this, but I'm asking you to do something for me because of my love for the world, okay? And the Father's saying, if you do this, it would just be for a moment in comparison to eternity. And he goes on to say, son, would you for me exchange this eternal place that you are, eternity, for this place called time or this moment called time. And would you just for a moment, if you would, could you leave this big mega city of heaven for a little town called Bethlehem? And I imagine this is what the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit is going through. And, and the Father saying, son, would you give up forever for just one moment? And then he says, uh, the Father says, and son, if you do, if you do, and I just want you to know this, that if you do this, that I'm going to have to turn my back on you just For a moment because of sin And I won't be able to look at you And it's just going to be for a moment But it Might feel like in that moment Like it's an eternity When I turn my back from you And I want you to do this because um, There's a people Who are not born yet And there's a people They're called by my name They're actually my children And I love them they're going to make a very deadly mistake and if there is only one way to redeem them and there is only one way to set them free. There's only one way. As it says in John 14:6, Jesus is saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man coming to the Father except through me. And back to this conversation, I'm imagining that they haven't, and God is saying, There's only one way, son, to bring them back to me and that is for you to go down there and be with them. And then the father is saying to the son, Would you do this for me, son? And would you go down and fulfill the the, the scripture of uh Isaiah chapters seven fourteen. Isaiah seven fourteen. Um and it says, y'all know this, I'm very familiar, especially during this time of year. That's why I wanted to, to do this, this name of God. It says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, and the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Emmanuel. And I... No, and I imagine the Lord Jesus said, yes, I will, Father. I will. I will uh, exchange forever, eternity, infinity, the city of heaven to come down to this place called earth and be with them. Um, to be Emmanuel So God when he did that He became the Emmanuel Which means God is with us And we use that a lot of times Around this time of year But I, I want us to think of it As more than just like a, a Christmas song Even though it does if you Have that Christmas spirit that feel That goes along with it But uh, It goes beyond I want you to think about it As actually beyond a holiday name Think about it It's saying God being with us um, An example of that Is uh, Matthew chapter 28 Verse 20 uh, Jesus says And surely I am with you always To the very end Of the age So This Emmanuel God being with us Is not just talking about The birth of Jesus Christ About God being in a manger Or Jesus Walking around in Israel With the disciples it's talking about Jesus being with us always. It's talking about Jesus being with us when uh, we have more bills than money or when we have more sickness than health or when we have more sorrow than joy. It says uh, that Emmanuel that he will be with us, and it's Matthew 28, verse 20, even to the very end of the age. So a lot of times you all hear all that doom and gloom prophecy, which is going to happen. I want to encourage you that when the moon turns to blood and that the sun no longer shines, if you're still here, guess what? Emmanuel is going to be with you. And if he, if you're his child, he will be with you. Even when there's time no more, because there's going to be a time when time is going to run out and there's not going to be any more time. And he's still going to be with you. So Emmanuel goes beyond time, even though he's in time. Um, but not only that, you can take uh, this Emmanuel God with us. His very presence to any geographical location that you that you're at. You know, um, it's not just like sometimes we think, oh, we got to do this like in you know, a four walls and church and all these kind of things. But it's not about that, really. I mean, I'm not discouraging you to go to church, but you may be in a hospital, the courtroom, the jailhouse or even in a valley. And y'all know this scripture. I'm going to give y'all a very, very popular scripture. Um, Psalms 23, verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Again, here we have that prophecy of of, uh, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, about Emmanuel being with us. Uh, we don't have the fear no matter how close we are to death if we're in a shadow of death because God is with us. Even if we feel lonely during this holiday season, we have to remember Emmanuel. God is with us. That's the whole purpose before the foundation of, of the world, you know. Um, I got one more scripture I want I want to end with on this Emmanuel. Um um Emmanuel, God is with us. And I, I like how Paul says it in Romans chapter 8. Um, Romans chapter 8, verses, I'll start in verse 31. Though the whole Romans chapter 8 is very good. But it says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, if God is with us, Emmanuel, who, who can be against us? Now I'll jump down to verse 35. It says, shall separate us from the love of Christ, so trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or a sword, as it is written, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Verse 37, No, no, and all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor future nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor any, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, during during this season, um, brothers and sisters, i I want you to remember that the Father God, that that is a promise of Emmanuel, of God being with us. I believe it's also in uh, Matthew, not only in is Isaiah chapter seven verse fourteen, but Matthew chapter one verses twenty-two It's talking about the Virgin conceiving and bringing forth the Son, and they will call him, His name Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. Um, that's one of the name names of God you can focus on during this season. And I want to encourage you to even take it beyond this season. Um, and just be be encouraged, not just knowing the name but knowing the power of the name and not just like a power like some hidden energy or some hidden force like the movie Star Wars, but an actual person behind that force a being a powerful being who is your father in heaven, our father God, you know. Um, that, and that's all I have for this evening about the names of God and Emmanuel. Um, I'm not sure, Dorothy, if you have Anything did you want to focus on with that, or say anything about that one, or
1: that was rather complete. The only, you know, I've been thinking about the Emmanuel name and the time of year it is, and that is a huge open door that we can walk through and testify to other people about. But it's also something rather magnificent to think about, to really really think about that. It's magnificent. It's awesome. So yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um Well, I guess um I guess I'll I'll close a prayer. Um Yeah. Uh, Father we thank you for this evening Father Ask you Father Lord Just to lead us Guide us and direct us In all our ways Father Draw us Toward you Father Draw us Toward your love Your goodness Your grace and mercy Father Um, Help all of those During this holiday season Who are are by themselves Isolate the Father Encourage them And strengthen them Father Strengthen our nation um, with everything that's going on, the judicial system, executive system, legislative system, even our family just overseas and the services, Father, Lord, protect them from hurt, harm, and danger, Father. Um, we thank you, Lord, and uh, we lift up your name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: So much to pray about nowadays.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been praying that somebody superglued supernaturally some of these people's mouths, but it hasn't worked so far. It must not be his will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: anyway, thank you so much, Tamir. That was that was good and timely. You know.
0: Well,
1: thank
0: you. Thank Very you. Okay. Well, I will talk to everyone next week.
1: Father bless oh. everyone out there. You have a blessed week. And uh, get in touch with us every once in a while. Let us know how you're doing. You know, because yeah. yeah, we really we really do care about you guys a lot, because. Because, because we just do. And to hear how you're doing, it would just be nice. So, thank you, Jameer. You have thank a blessed night.
0: You.
1: And uh, I'll talk to you next week.
0: Yes, talk to you next week. Thank you.
1: Good night. Good night, everyone.